This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> It makes sense because uh, I think I think with I think if someone looked at your internet history mm-hmm. and your schedule, yeah, your life as a whole, they yeah. would be sure. The first question they would be compelled to ask is, "What is he doing?" Yeah, why? Yeah, you why? Know. Exactly. Every, why does every, God allow this much sadness on Earth? <laughs> you know. A rating we will go. Oh my god, shut up. I'm I love Clash of Clans. It's it's so I love clans. You I love clan. You you love it because the commercial sold it to you. I was playing before the commercial. You oh you were playing before the commercial? Mm-hmm. No, that commercial's been out for like a year, dude. With Liam Neeson? Not the one with Liam Neeson. Like well, that's the only one I know about. Clash of Clans is, has a huge marketing campaign on television for a while. Like a year. Oh, I don't know anything. They only about got that. Liam Neeson because they're actually a, a they're yeah they're a million multi million dollar company. Well, they because they spent a ton in advertising. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, there's so much. So what are we saying? There. Is that if you want to play? Mm, on I your, don't know. On your on your on your phone. What's on your phone? On, on your phone? Uh-huh. Uh, the the thing I like about Clash Clans, for instance, there's several versions of the game Axis and Allies. Axis and Allies is a is a terrible board game. Sure. And I'm sure it's a terrible... I used to play it on the computer. It was you terrible then. Access and Allies, I'm not, a, I'm not that big of a fan. You know? How many How many different versions of phone sorry are there? You should play some sorry on your phone. What is sorry? You've never played sorry. The board game sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I See, for some reason, sorry in my head was like S-A-R-I, and I'm like, oh, what, what is this no. ancient Asian game of <laughs> luck and wit? No. Okay, let me, let me throw a little... <laughs> no, can- sorry is in like... Oops, sorry. The let, old. Let me throw some yeah. Canadian in there. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah. What is that game of boot? It, it's that, about it being sorry. Joke. It's a Canadian. Yeah. Joke. I'm gonna go to Tim Hortons after this and pick up some fags. I guess that's not really a French saying. That's more of a. Are we in France now? Because well, the UK having... they call them fags, but did they call yeah. it in France? But they also call them other things too. But no, it's not. It's not. You know, they don't call them that in smoke in uh, in Canada. If I know anything from Trailer Park Boys, which is like that's how I, <laughs> which uh, is nothing. That's what I base most of my knowledge of Canada on. Uh, they call them smokes. So not episodes, which of a lot of people cast. in America do too. So I call them smokes from time to time. <laughs> no, you call them. <laughs> you call them life enablers. They really not life enablers because they do hamper things sometimes, but. My gosh, they kill the time at work. Hey, uh, thank you for joining us. This is Give That Some Thought, Tripod Broadcasting Flagship Show. Uh, my name is Addison. Joining me is my co-host, self-proclaimed chode, Matt Hume. I'm not a, I'm not a chode. Your brother called me a chode. <laughs> I thought it was funny that he said a self-proclaimed chode. Because <laughs> you're always making jokes to the, to the nature of... Oh, my dick size? There we go. 40 seconds in or whatever a minute. But the chode isn't even anywhere. I mean, it's... Just get it all out of your system. 
There's a great... You remember first episode of this latest season of Louie? Uh-huh. Where Seinfeld asks him to do the benefit? Yeah. And then he meets the chick and all that. There's a there's a scene... Oh, it's it's like the second scene in that episode where because mm-hmm. and Seinfeld's asking him to do it and he's like he's like could we tomorrow night Louis can you do me a favor you know and he there's a great line where he's like because uh, Seinfeld doesn't work blue and and Louis yeah. obviously does yeah. and uh, <clears throat> but he's like he's like can you can you keep it clean and Louis's like yeah sure I can mm-hmm. keep it clean and Louis's like can you not talk about dirty vagina dog poop eating dirt mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and Louis's like yeah yeah and he's like can you not talk about those things yeah well there's a there's a very good reason so get all that out dirty dog eating <laughs> since, we, since we brought it up there's a very good reason <laughs> why Louis is like that and there's a very good reason why Seinfeld is like that and both are success in terms of both success. of them very successful yeah it's just that one of them happens to, to be actually funny <laughs> and the other one isn't at all. You don't think Seinfeld's funny at all? No. At all? Sh- at all? No, that show was all about... Oh, the show. The show is terrible. I'm, so, I'm sorry, what? The show Seinfeld? I hate it. Okay, well, you're dumb. You like Seinfeld? Yeah. But you don't think Seinfeld's funny? I don't think Jerry Seinfeld is funny. I think the other three characters on the show are hilarious. I think Larry David is very good at what he does, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't think that Jerry Seinfeld is a funny person. I think he was, he was a stand-up comedian people were familiar with. Um... He he knew how, he knew how to embody the character of a stand-up comedian, and so that's what he did. But uh, he he wasn't the creative force behind that show. He definitely wasn't the comedic force behind that show. He was the straight man in Seinfeld. It was everybody else who was being the comedian, and that's fine because you need a straight man in 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 comedies. Join us next week for more comedic heresy with Matthew Hume, ladies and comedic gentlemen. Comedic heresy. You don't even, you don't we'll just say that Jerry Seinfeld's not funny. You don't even think the show is funny. I'm saying that the man himself it's, is not funny, which is to me heresy as opposed to. I mean, are you really Jay Leno's not, not funny. funny? Jay Leno's not funny. Jay when Leno he does is stand a, up though. Is a straight. Like the, the Tonight Show is not that. He's a, but but because to me, nighttime TV is not your best. No, but why do you think... Like, that's not your best venue. Do you think like, they, if Louie had The Tonight Show, I don't think he'd be funny on there. Or other people. I no, think. I think he would. But it's really? a different brand. Yeah, but I think it's well, a... who's di- a funny... He would do it differently. Funny? He would do the show differently. Um, well, give me an example of a night... Like a... Because you said Jay Leno's not funny, so... Craig Ferguson. Con- early Conan O'Brien. You don't think Conan's funny anymore? No. No. He's doing the job. Yeah. Which is... To and he's he he perpetual he's, per, and he's I mean I'm sure successful. there are a lot of people who are forty who are wa- who watched yeah. him in their twenties who thought he was hilarious and they're still watching him because of how because funny of he was when they were in their mid twenties yeah and they're forty now you know they're still watching him yeah but that's that's the only group and people who leave their TV on but yeah. Conan O'Brien isn't funny anymore um, Craig Ferguson is pretty funny and in a late night thing but he was on late enough that it was. Uh, Johnny Carson, I think, was funny, but he was the guy who started, uh, you know, who started really making the late night show subversive. Yeah, uh, David Letterman one, the same way because he was doing he did the same thing. On a scale of one to new Skyrim game, uh-huh. how excited would you be if uh, Conan brought back Triumph, the insult comic? Well, it? it's it's scale of one to Fallout Four, not okay. Skyrim edition. That's what that's is that the a thing scale. now? So when is Fallout Four? I don't I know. know when I'm going to lose. I don't you. know. We're but we're, we'll have it someday. Oh, so it's like one of those. It's one of those it's games. like the detox album. <laughs> it's just well, it's coming. It'll be out there. 
They haven't. There's tracks, but yeah, I don't. I don't get that reference. Doctor Dre's album. Oh, that's supposedly it's like been been working on it for like twenty years or whatever it is, fifteen years. <laughs> they the said he's going to have that one final album, and they, they never. Yeah, it. it'll be it'll be it'll be terrible. I'm sure. When it probably finally comes out, yeah. Oh yeah, because it's not going to be what Doctor Dre was. Axl Rose did the same thing. With, a lot uh, of rock bands have, have done that. Yeah. What, there was some other rock band that did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't Guns N' Roses leave for a long time? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Axl Rose from Guns N' Roses. Oh, I don't know who that is. but I mean, I know the, the name, singer, but I don't know that it's... The lead singer and writer of the songs of Guns N' Roses. Rose. Okay. Axl Rose. Thank you. Um, he, he said Matt's he had... here to educate <clears throat> me on rock and roll terminology Well, he, and he said it in like 1995 or something like that. I just lived the lifestyle. Go on. That's perfectly acceptable. I can't feel my and face. And yet, me saying a swear word, not acceptable <laughs> at all. Has to be bleeped. Has to be talked about after the show. <laughs> Talk to, yeah, with our I'm, lawyers. I'm reprimanded. We go into another room. Yeah. With that. We have to you know. schedule a two-hour <laughs> two yeah. time period to do the show because we do the show and then we go and then we and then we we have a standing, uh, uh, it's one of those coaching meetings with mm-hmm. Matt. It's And I'm there and the producer's there and the, and the network executives are there, yeah. all of which are me. And so we're all there. There mm-hmm. and uh, and <clears throat> then we but talk. also the janitor, <laughs> he's there too, and yep. the groundskeeper, yep, and the IT guy, and the IT guy, yeah, all and, of which are me. Well, yeah. not the IT guy, but <laughs> but we all get together and uh, y- yeah, we uh, you know we rep- we coach Matt. Mm-hmm. Co- we don't like the word reprimand. We don't like disciplinary action here at Tripod Broadcasting, but we we uh, we coach him. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're like Matt. Okay. <laughs> Enough with the the Maccabees and just the the, the esoteric religious BS, mm-hmm. and enough with the 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 poop words and the poop words, yeah. The scatological humor. Don't be wanting to have any of that. Uh huh. Definitely for show. Faux and show. Uh, and just and pretty much just what you're there to do is support Addison and mm-hmm. in, in his show and his dream and his endeavor. Mm-hmm. You are the you are the the fatty McBall sack to DJ Douche. That's and true. That's what you are. It's true. And mm-hmm. you 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 run the fart board, the fart sound board, you know, and the boner deck, the doings, and the... with my actual butt and boner. <laughs> Um. Anyway, Jerry Seinfeld's not okay. funny. All right, not funny. So, so be it. Okay. And and I I I stand by my opinion. I think everything around as as opinions are to be stood by. Know, I'm he's he's well loved for making the, for doing that show, which um, is funny to me because I don't I respect him as a comedian. I don't uh-huh. necessarily think his stand up is that funny. Yeah, but I don't like the show. What I've seen. Maybe if I watched all the way through for some sort of nostalgic kind of, I should watch this. I might enjoy it, but I don't. I w- whenever it's on and someone's laughing their butt off, I'm like, this is not. What are you doing yeah. with in your life? I don't think it's laugh out loud funny. Uh, I but I th- I think it's. I I'm think sure it's there's a very well done show scenarios. Yeah, but uh, anyways, certainly nothing on television today compares. Um, um speaking of TV, yeah, I don't know. Speaking of how, how excited are we for Friday? We're pretty excited. I'm on episode seven of season one, doing maybe a quick re- are you, rewatch. I, I'm thinking about doing that tonight. I've got tomorrow off, so I could pretty much watch for about 15 hours straight. 26 episodes? You think you can do 26 episodes in less than 48 hours? 
This is Wednesday afternoon. Well, I need to get to bed. I'll have to edit this show and put it online. Mm-hmm. It should take me about an hour. And then I've got to be, excuse me, I've, I should be in bed tomorrow around 8, mm-hmm. you know, because i got to be up wow. about 4.30 Friday. In the morning? Yeah. Mm. So, to do the whole grind. Yeah. The daily. That sucks. But uh, anyways, okay, quick note on this and then we'll move on because this isn't TV teardown. Have you seen, excuse me, have you seen the, the, like the not trailers, but teasers, the little spots they've put out? For? For House Guards season three in the last mm, but two weeks. No, not really. Claire, then, Claire is going to be the downfall of the House of Cards. You think? Yes. Claire is going to be the end of, uh, my troops are ready for battle, man. I got to put it away. Put your phone away. Stop thinking about Clash Clans. I will. Yeah, Claire is going to be the downfall of the House of Cards. Mm-hmm. It's going to be how the House of Cards comes down. Uh, there's some very telling stuff in the in the in the the teasers and stuff that they released. Like you know, she's questioning what they're doing, what they're up to. I I don't think so. What what do you, what is it then? Even simply not 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 having seen any of those teasers or spots. Yeah. Simply from the fact that number one, I believe that this. To be a great show, this season, this 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 series needs to end after the third season. Mm-hmm. It needs to be done. This needs to be the last season in order for it to be a really great show, a truly great show. Yeah, we agree um, on that. And I think in order for that to happen, you, the the final theme, the whole theme is is people undoing themselves. Frank, yeah. you know, um, Being the using their weaknesses against those. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think it is ultimately Frank who undoes himself. Who undoes himself? Yes. Un- relieves himself, undoes himself, undoes himself, undoes himself. I'm sorry. If you could, I'm kind of a Dusseldorf right now. This is another thing we're gonna go over after In the, the show. coaching. It's fine. It's fine. No, it's fine. Okay, fine. Okay, whatever. You know what? Don't even care anymore. <laughs> well, we're no. gonna talk about that too. <coughs> Lack of initiative, clocking in a little late. Frank will. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when I had that, when I had the first interview, I told you, yeah, I will I'll never, never be, be here on time. On time. <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> the executives are, you know, wondering, you know, if we should have, if we should have gone forward with hey, that. You know, life is full of what ifs. You're here now. <laughs> it's on, and I have a contract. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, hard, hard to break that because we have to pay a hundred thousand dollars if we break it. That contract was your undozing. <laughs> Right. It will be my undoes. Anyway, Frank will be his own undoing. He'll be undozed. Yes, he will be undozed. <laughs> yeah. And undone. Yeah. And undone. Undone. <laughs> is that... That would be nighttime. Yes. That'd be dusk. Uh-huh. Undone is dusk. Uh-huh. The exact opposite. <laughs> my God. Wow. No, okay. So Frank will be his own undoing. But see, I yes. think his one weakness is Claire, though. Precisely. So she's going to be, but she's going to start questioning everything, because like there's been some teasers where she's like, "Why, why are we doing what we're doing?" Mm-hmm. Almost verbatim, she asked that question of Frank. Yeah. There's a scene, one of the more recent ones. There's a scene where she is. Uh, uh, there's a photographer, a White House photographer in the Oval Office, taking a picture of them, and he's over her, and he puts his hand on her shoulder, and she like flinches for a second, and he questions it. I don't know if it's to the, I couldn't quite tell if it was like the third person to the viewer or or to her, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then you see the photographer like, could I get a little bit more of the smile, and she just kind of cracks a little bit. 
just mm. your mouth closed, just a little bit more of a smile. And it's yeah, I think she's going to question everything they've done. He's he's gonna, she's probably going to 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 be the undoing. Mm. We'll watch the teasers when we get done. Yeah, and you can <coughs> at least at the very Excuse least, me. so you have them in in your, you know, yeah, in your knowledge. But uh, I don't even know if I want teasers though. I kind of want to just come into the third season. Knowing what I know of the show. Well, Netflix, for one, is very good about like their teasers. Mm-hmm. Like even the one that the first one they released for House of Cards season three, they're very good with their teasers about like it's not a trailer. It's just like this is going to be awesome, and you're going to know it. Yeah. Like I really feel like even for most show, like because I remember when Breaking Bad's season five trailer came out, the reading of uh, of uh, Whatever that poem was, you know, mm-hmm. or and the different things like that. Like, it's it's not quite like that. Netflix is very much, and they even do this for um, what's their other big one? Genji Koan. Oh, Orange is the New Black. Yeah, it, it's, it's very much for that too. Like, it's like it's like this is gonna be back, and you are definitely gonna watch it. Yeah, and it's gonna be cool. It's and it's and it's not like this is what's gonna happen. But I do think there's some stuff in this that's mm-hmm. like, oh, I think Claire's gonna, she's gonna question the beast, man. Mm. So, anyways, that's what I think. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk about that. Hopefully, we'll have both watched it by next year. Well, or next. I uh, I'm off Friday and Saturday, so oh, it son will of be, a gun! Are yes. you serious? Yep. I should get somebody to switch. That's what I should do. I'm Friday scheduled- morning at two a.m. I leave work, and I don't have to be back there till Sunday evening. Oh, I should get somebody to switch on Saturday, and we'll just we'll, I'll just get over at like ten in the morning, and we'll start. No. Because if it comes out the 27th, regardless if there's a time, it'll be out then. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I might be able to come home Thursday night and start watching it. Maybe I can... I don't know. I'll I'll see what I can do. Let's just have a sleepover, dude. Should I bring my my, my pillow? Yeah, bring your pillow and and your blankets and, yeah, yeah. your Spider-Man comics. Yeah. You want me to bring some Moscato? No. No. (laughs) Beer. Okay. I'm going to have beer. Okay. And pizza. Well, if it's a sleepover, what kind of beer is usually at sleepovers? You want me to bring some Bud Light Platinum? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, I will. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, anyways, House of Cards Season 3 is coming out. Anyway, that's what we're excited about. So watch it. Brought to you by Netflix. Netflix. Because there's nothing better to do. Hmm? Is it? Oh, it's just commercials yeah, running in my note. head, coming out of my mouth. Yeah. I need to make a note of that, too. Talk about that in the coaching. Yeah. Giving away seeking free out, ad space. Seeking outside promotional content to wet his own beak. Yeah, well, there's... It's all about the network beak, Matt. They they sponsor all that bandwidth. I you need to get it in, wet in for Google the network. Searches. Get for the wet work? <laughs> for the... <laughs> no, uh, Netflix... This has been Terrible Puns with Matt and Addison. Join yeah. us next week. When we talk about nothing in a directionless... <laughs> in a directionless direction. Directionless direction. Directionlessly talking about nothing. Yeah. Oh my God, talking is so hard today. Anyway, Addison, what are, we, what are we? What are we going to talk about on the show besides television? I don't know. Um, I thought I had some stuff saved and I didn't. What? Or I don't. Um, You're the one with no content. Actually, today. Today. I don't have content. Look at what I uh, what I tweeted a little while ago. You tweeted. I tweeted something not because like from your Twitter handle. Yes. At suburban underscore yes. wizard. Not because I needed to, or <laughs> not because I wanted to. But because I definitely I needed didn't to, do it because I had to. It was the easiest way to share the article online in a way that you could get at it. 
Why is your life the way that it is? I don't know. Why? Like, I don't <laughs> have my... That, that office, like, why are because you the way that you I, are? No, I, because I wasn't on my phone. I was on my desktop. Well, I could easily just picked up my phone, gotten the article, and then linked or it Or emailed it to me if you're on a desktop. Just paste well, I don't have my name. email like linked up into uh, my internet browser. Go ahead. He doesn't have... So, like, if Did we I, hear that? He doesn't have his email linked up into his internet browser. Like I can't just, ladies I, and gentlemen, if there's anyone out there that's te- savvy with uh, technology and computers and things like that, if you could <clears throat> please tweet Matt uh, some some help there with his with his problem with getting help. his email linked up into his my email is perfectly perfectly functional without it being <laughs> linked up into my internet browser. What does it even mean? I don't know what I that don't means. Know. Okay, so like if I'm I cl- a Twitter I'm a Twitter expert, I design if, websites, and I don't know what you're trying to even say. If I'm right on here. my if I'm on my PC on the browser, <laughs> if he's on his PC, shut the f- up. Instead of on my phone, anyway. <laughs> Instead of on his mobile, if I'm on. on my computer, okay. looking at an article, I want yeah. to share it with you. Okay, it has all the tabs. Share it on Google, Google or you know Gmail, Google Plus, what LinkedIn, whatever. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think I know what you're talking about right here. Okay, so I'm like, oh, I could share this and email it to somebody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't have my email signed. I'm not signed into my email in order to let it automatically do that. Just be able to click that button and go. Okay. And I don't want to go through the chore of signing into my email. It is. It is difficult. Well, you have to remember passwords. You mostly have to remember stuff, <laughs> and that's where it's hard for me, Addison. No, so I just I I, I tweeted it instead of sending it to you in an email. Although it would have been just as easy to pick up my phone, get on Reddit where I had the article saved, and then text the link to you, which is what I normally do. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't thinking of that at the time. Unbelievable. I know. It's, you know, well, you know, I have, I live a weird, cloistered life. There are things to which I <laughs> intensely keep myself I ignorant. See, did I see this? I didn't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> On August 18th, it's a drunk St. Louis, and I'm pissed off and have a very strong opinion about thing. I think it was supposed to be things about things I really don't understand. Hashtag Ferguson, hashtag boobs. <laughs> what, was that one of my tweets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, oh, I, mean, it's I was definitely drunk and on Twitter. That was yeah. uh, that was during yeah, the Ferguson I stuff. That. I can see that you were. That was during the Ferguson drunk. stuff. Dear God. You're looking at my Twitter. I am. Of, uh, I am. It was the last time I tweeted, I think. It was really just the Ferguson stuff, it looks like. Yeah. Oh, and then you retweeted Trevor. Happy birthday, Suburban Wizard. Here's my peanut butter. I have other butters. These are the peanut ones. No, he had three there. That tickled me. Uh, and then May 18th before that. The idea of a man who has a log of his different types of butters. Was it's, it's very comedically it 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 tickled me to yeah. no end. And you're really into men with butters. I mean, I'm really into butters, <laughs> like different but like and apple men butter. With of their butters, you know. Okay, here's here's what you margarine. Uh, TheGuardian.com. The disappeared Chicago police detain Americans at abuse-laden black site. Mm-hmm. Basically, secret. Go basically, ahead. what uh, what's going on here is. The Chicago Police Department has Interrogate. oh, has whoa, a site where I read it before you said it. And this looks they have a site um, in Chicago that's kind of like in a warehouse district where they um, use it to to keep people that they don't want to uh, wow. log into the system, this book is, into the system. Uh, 
This doesn't look And it's good. been around for years. And the department of the uh, police department defends it, and nobody's going. The district attorney isn't going after them for doing it. And they even mentioned that lawyers in the city of Chicago know that if they can't find a person in the system, the system, yeah, who's been arrested, they can't find them in the system. They show up here. They just know to show up here and try and see their client there because most of the time their client is there. There was some uh, a protester who was held there for 15 hours um, while his attorney was outside the gate. Just trying to trying to get him trying to get him out. Is it this and get him not, but not even just get him out. Get him booked into the system because his arrest, like his arrest time and his booking time, are fifteen hours apart. <laughs> and then he was held and interrogated and and uh, shackled. They use shackles there. Windowless cinder block, which with they used cut together here, remaining those restraints for about 17 hours. Yeah. I'd essentially figured, all right, well, they disappeared us, so we're probably never going to see the light of day again. Though the raid attracted major media attention, a team of attorneys could not find Church through 12 hours of, quote, active searching. Sarah Gelsimano, Church's lawyer, recalled no booking record existed, only after she and others made a, quote, major stink with contacts in the offices of the corporation. Council and Mayor Rahm Emanuel did. They even learn about Homan Square. They sent another attorney to the facility where he ultimately gained entry and talked to church through a floor-to-ceiling chain-link metal cage. Mm-hmm. Finally, hours later, police took church and his two co-defendants to a nearby police station for booking. After serving two and a half years in prison, church is currently on parole after he and his co-defendants were found not guilty in 2014 of terrorism-related offenses, but guilty of lesser charges of possessing an incendiary device. And the misdemeanor of mob action. I wonder what the device was, because that could be like, like if they really want to get you, they'd be a like, lighter. Uh, exactly. I was going to say he had a lighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The access that NATO three attorneys received to Homan Square was an exception to the rule, even if Jacob Church's experience there was not. Three attorneys interviewed by the Guardian report being personally turned away from Homan Square between 2009 and 2013, without being allowed access to their clients. Two more lawyers who hadn't been physically denied. Described it as a place where police withheld information about their clients' whereabouts. Church was the only person who had been detained at the facility who agreed to talk with the Guardian. Their lawyers say others fear police retaliation. One man in January 13, mm-hmm. January 2013, what? Had his name changed in the Chicago Central Bookings database and then taken to a Homeland Square without a record of his transfer being kept. According to Eliza S- I'm not pronouncing the last name of Chicago's first defense legal aid. The man, the Guardian understands, wishes to be anonymous. His current attorney attorney declined to confirm his last name's account. She found out where he was after he was taken to the hospital with a head injury. He said that the officers caused his head injuries in an interrogation room in Homan Square. I'd been looking for him for six to eight hours, and every department member I talked to said they had never heard of him. He sent me a phone pic of his head injuries because I had seen him in a police station right before he was transferred to Homan Square without any. Bart Mays, another Chicago attorney, said that in September 2013, she got a call from a mother worried that her 15-year-old son had been picked up by police before dawn. Sympathetic sergeant followed up with the mother to say her <clears throat> son was being questioned at Homeland Square in connection to a shooting and would be released soon. When hours passed, Bart Mays traveled to Homeland Square only to be refused entry for nearly an hour. An officer told her, quote, well, you can't just stand here taking notes. This is a secure facility. There are undercover officers and you're making people very nervous. <laughs> Bartman is recalled. Told to leave, she said she would return in an hour if the boy was not released. He was home, not charged, after, quote, 12, maybe 13 hours in custody. This is really creepy and bad, dude. Now, what's the, what's, read the name on, we, read the name, uh, who wrote that article? Oh, wrote it? Yeah. 
It's an article from The Guardian. Yeah, so Guardian. Not... I'm looking for Spencer Ackerman. Okay. So thank you, Spencer Ackerman, for writing this article. <laughs> With but... an amazing Twitter handle, I just got to say. Oh, shoot. I played the video by mistake. Uh, amazing Twitter handle. Attackerman. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's that's great. <clears throat> um, thank you, uh, at Attackerman. Yeah. Um, Shout out to at Attackerman. Listen, this article is a fascinating read, number one. But number two, uh, the, the thing that strikes me isn't that, that police are doing this. There's police brutality everywhere, okay? Yeah, sure. We live in a police state. There's going to be brutality. Um, what, what, what really uh, shocks me is that uh, no attorneys... Um, can fight this. No district attorney wants to go up against the police department. Well, you can't, I mean... And nobody who, the people who run the police department aren't doing anything, or the mayor, things like that, Rahm Emanuel, aren't doing anything to stop this. This has been going on for for three solid years now, and it hasn't stopped. And no one's trying to stop it. Nobody in power, at least, is trying to stop it. Um, In the past, the Chicago Police Department has kind of been a template for a large metropolitan police force seeing what they can get away with. Mm-hmm. Um, New York will probably follow with their own. If they don't already have a black site, they'll follow soon, and then Ooh. you'll have, you know, Miami and other others. Scrolling his Twitter feed, it. as you do, uh, and he said this was on the twenty fourth, so yesterday. And I don't know when you saw this. But uh, as of yesterday, hours after we published the Homan Square story, Chicago police finally gave us a statement, judge for yourself. And then there's a link to The Guardian. Okay. Uh, this I did not see. Wait, it's actually that same link. So there must be an update down at the very bottom, maybe. Well, shoot, where? Sorry, my phone was going yeah, off. That's Matt's phone. I'm trying to find... Son of a gun. I'm not seeing a specific. So we can't find the statement. Or maybe maybe the statement is denying access. According to those familiar. I'm not. It's a really long article, but I'm not seeing it. This is the, it's just the same link. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he was just saying judge for yourself because the statement was nothing. Or I don't know. Indeed, police. It's a really long article. I encourage you actually to read this. This It's the first thing in a while that I've Mm -hmm. seen that really piques my interest. But this is uh, Cook County home. Oh, uh, (laughs) Church said that one of his more striking memories of Home on Square was the big, big vehicles police had inside the complex that, quote, looked like very very large MRAPs, I'm not sure what the military something or that they use in the Middle East, so I guess something military. Mm-hmm. Cook County, home of Chicago, has received some 1,700 pieces of military equipment from a much-criticized Pentagon program. Transferring military gear to local police includes a Humvee, according to the local ABC News report. The real danger in allowing practices like Guantanamo or Abu Ghraib is the fact that they always creep into other aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, well, where's the update? Or yeah, where's the statement? Guantanamo and Abu Ghraib are 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 this the templates is, for what's going to happen. Though, dude, this is so like yeah. this is so it's it's wrong. it's a product like, of living in a police state, man. Which we which we do live in. And but I I I I seriously question people who say we don't. It's obvious we do. Well, 
I think about the only thing you could say right now is not everywhere. Will not everywhere? No, but willfully, people are willfully ignorant to what is what what the the policing that's being done to them. Oh, and one uh, and, and how controlled the, the, they disappear. Accounts describe police is. brutality: missing fifteen-year-old and one man's death. Yeah, I'm curious where that. Uh, they talk about it at the end of the article. article. Um, I was just curious. It cannot be an exempt facility. Mm. Practice law. Please use the term shadow site. That's mm-hmm. that sounds that's great. Yeah. That's that that all on the up and up. Mm-hmm. The the, the uh, uh law enforcement and yep. their shadow sites mm-hmm. and uh, keeping the peace. Yeah. As lo- it's you very know, rare it's, for anyone it's, it's about to this. control, man. But she said, and this is that lawyer whose name is last name I can't pronounce. She said the outright denial was exacerbated at Chicago's secretive interrogation holding facility. Uh, I think that's obvious. Quote, it's very, very rare for anyone to experience their constitutional rights in Chicago police custody, and even more so at Home on Square. Yeah. That's, I mean, but we all know, I mean, isn't Chicago, or certain portions of, of the city of Chicago, aren't they pretty much just basically like war zones or police don't go there zones like don't they isn't it pretty i'm not sure i mean i think that chicago has a lot of violence in certain areas yes i mean i heard that they i think i saw a headline or something that like in 2013 inner city chicago had more deaths than we had in afghanistan yeah in in the war that we Mm. have going on you know yeah so yeah there's a lot of a lot lot of crime in chicago There, there there definitely is yeah. Um, but you know, hmm. when the police scale up, criminals also scale up when it comes to weapons. Hmm. And I think there's more than anywhere else in the country. I think Chicago is a good um, indicator of the arms race that's going on. Uh, you know, criminals are always going to be trying to get better guns, bigger guns, whatever. Um, oh, here we go. Police force February... can't respond in the same manner simply because they're trying to fight that that crime. On February second, two thousand thirteen, John Hubbard was taken to Home on Square. Hubbard never walked out. Chicago Tribune reported that the forty four year old was found quote unresponsive inside an interview room and pronounced dead. Mm-hmm. After publication, the Cook County Medical Examiner told the Guardian that the cause of death was determined by heroin intoxication. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It could have been that uh, that uh, well, I'm trying to think of an excuse actually <laughs> for why his death could have been accidental. But except when you overdose on heroin, it pretty much happens real quick. You know, you don't. Yeah, uh, if you're in there for however. If you're going hours. to overdose on heroin, um, you're not. Uh, you're not going to take a bunch of heroin and then die 10 hours later. You're going to die 30 minutes later. So where did this, you know, prisoner get all that heroin all of a sudden, you know? Uh Yeah, who knows. This guy though, I still just scrolling his Twitter for you. This guy. Wow. He uh See, I would be interested to see if what where the heroin came from. If it was a balloon in his stomach that burst, maybe. 
you know, balloon full of heroin, that could that could that could be it. Um, people people be swallowing balloons. But if it was something that was injected, that would have something that would have to happen while he was in police custody. So how did that happen? <laughs> this guy's equal parts journalist and uh, quipper on Twitter. <laughs> oh, you're going through his Twitter right now? Yeah, hell is a place where none of your Tupperware fits together. That does sound awful. That does not sound awful. Yeah, that sounds yeah, but, mildly inconvenient. Uh, not awful. Not when you not when you grab one thing and you're trying to because you're trying to put something away and put it in the fridge or whatever it is, and you cannot find the lid for that size, but you can't move it oh. to another size because the item that you have in there is sure, sure. It's awful. And I mean, you know, yeah. That's so terrible. Oh, you might th- search the back of your cupboard for like no, an extra 30 seconds. See if it's there. That's mildly inconvenient. That's not hell. This guy. Hell is being around people who say that things that are mildly inconvenient are awful. That's hell. Hmm. Pretty interesting dude, this dude. Anyways, okay, yeah, wow. That's a pretty crazy story. Uh... I don't understand how that is oh, at all we legal. Live a, we live in a police state, and it's not legal. But it doesn't matter what's legal. Yeah, It matters who has the power to get away with what they want to do. Yeah. And when you control the police force, you can get away with whatever you want to do. Yeah. Here's a story I did have, actually. two. Well, I had two stories. If we want to talk about them, I don't have to. Uh, and I don't know if this is resolved yet or whatever. It, it, I saw it on the 21st, which was Monday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Sunday, Saturday was the 21st. Raymondville, Texas, uh, from the Associated Press, as many as 2,800 federal prisoners will be moved to other institutions after inmates seize control of a part of the prison. Yes, read about this. Yeah. Uh, causing damage that made the facility, quote, uninhabitable, an official said Saturday. And I just thought it was interesting. I don't even know what it was over or whatever, but I just thought it was interesting. They're like, oh, because you never hear about prison, like, escapes or riots or over, like, you know, yeah. taken over. You know, and I was like, oh, well, that stuff still happens. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem, I don't think anyone died. It didn't look like it, no. Um, so I think the, it's, the prisoners just kind of forced out the guards. Um which uh, and I ran think, it themselves for a while, but they they they. If they it's like most prisons, don't they? Uh, the prisoners typically outnumber the. Uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, absolutely. The facility managers. But there. here's the thing: if you can't get out of the prison, yeah, you need the guards to do their jobs in order to survive. For food and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Like for instance, they can shut off water, and you yeah. don't have any more water, and you can't um, poop. Yeah, there was a huge there was a huge Reddit, uh, thread on Reddit about that about you know people arguing it's why it's a good thing, why it's a bad thing. There are people who are arguing that it was a good thing, which I can How see their point thing? of view. Um, there have been some there have been some studies where you know prisons who are run by inmates seem to be good, but it, it's just it's it's just it's a hierarchy of of. Prisoners instead of prison guards. And in, well, and in that culture, I mean, say what you want about the way prisons operate, and there is much to be said about how they're operated mm-hmm. and how, you know, it's a system, and you'll learn yeah. how to be a criminal and stuff. But on the flip side, um, run by inmates, like, that, that sounds like the, the, there's the some, baddest mofo is going to win. There, yeah, be in charge. it basically is. Because it's it, there are some prisons that are like that in South America where they actually pe- prisoners can have their families come and move in with them. But it also it's also run by gangs. And, well, yeah. 
the the government is in on it and incredibly corrupt and yeah it's, yeah it's just one of those things where it's like okay you can't leave this this position but you can do whatever you want in, in that position yeah so that's really weird yeah doesn't sound like prisoners but in this instance um yeah the prisoners kind of depend on the people running the prison to keep them alive you know and i th- i think that they just kind of closed the doors and said all right you guys can Stay in there for a while, and then, like, three or four days later, they ran out of food and water, and <laughs> they're like, hey, come back in here. Yeah. Help you us guys. Out. You yeah. guys. Sorry about this, shoving you out. Yeah. Okay, we'll go back in our cages when you tell us to. Yeah. But if we could get uh, just some food and yeah. the TV turned back on, it'd be mm-hmm. great. We'll, we'll be fine. Maybe yeah. some yard time. Also. And, we'll, and everything will Also, we'll the be, last commissary delivery was late. Yeah. You know, just saying. Yeah, exactly. Thought you guys, you know... Got even, my Skittles on Friday instead yeah. of a Thursday. Even though we kicked you out, we Maybe still you thought you were going to make chain. those commissary, commissary yeah. deliveries. Yeah. Yeah. My Skittles were late, so if you could uh, if you could just take that up the food chain. But, uh, okay, we can make this the last thing or whatever. I don't know. Uh, Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz calls out Giuliani for, quote, offensive Obama comments. Mm. Now, here, I want to read this, and then I want to make two points, and then you can say whatever you want. How's that sound? Sure. <laughs> Uh, the Starbucks CEO called out former New York Mayor uh, Rudy Giuliani for questioning President Obama's, quote, love for his country. As an American, uh, I find Rudy Giuliani's vicious comments about President Obama not loving America to be profoundly offensive to both the president and the office. Giuliani caused a political stir this week with his remarks about Obama at a dinner event featuring Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker in a speech first reported by Politico. He said he didn't believe Obama loves America. Mm-hmm. In an interview with CNN on Thursday, Giuliani followed up Giuliani followed up by saying he believed Obama, quote, was brought up in an at- atmosphere in which he was taught to be a critic of America. Schultz has weighed in several times in recent years as what uh, at what he sees as political dysfunction. He called Giuliani's remarks yet another example of the extreme rhetoric that continues to divide our country rather than uniting us in common purpose. And that's about all. Here's the two points I want to make. Uh, you saying that Giuliani's comments are are uh, offensive to whatever, mm-hmm. you know, the office and the president, to me, no different than the original comments. I don't think like, it just, it's, it, if, 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 the mic there. If if Giuliani wants to be, and Giuliani's nothing now, right? He was the former mayor, and that's it. Yeah. That's the only he just has former mayor. If Giuliani wants to say that the president is 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 not loving, doesn't love America, or doesn't love it the way he should, or whatever, so be who First Amendment. Who cares? Who cares? If you if you like that sort of thing, then say yay, that makes me feel yeah. good. And if you don't, say that guy's a buffoon. I'm not going to listen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he has the freedom to do that. Am I right? Or let yeah. I me. Mean, what am I missing here? Well, it, the thing that strikes me is a, a why are we listening to a CEO of a company? Why Who are you? Like, why do his run comments, your company? <laughs> well, why do his comments on politics matter? Yeah. If in one one in one one hand, you can make the argument that he's he's a businessman who who runs a a, a small economy, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. his comments do matter as far as economics go, and what he what he has to say and what he thinks and what he does matter more than but they matter as far what as I him do. and his but, business but yes yeah um first off it's it, it it's it's all political brinkmanship it's a, it's a political football to say you don't love your country yeah exactly okay it's almost like the you're racist thing it's a bs thing because i heard somebody describe the you're racist thing as as soon as it's like if i say to you that you're a racist matt uh-huh 
it is now instantly put on you to defend that you're not a racist, yes. whether yes. you ever were or weren't to begin with. Mm-hmm. It, and that's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's, you don't love your country. Well, now suddenly you have to prove that you somehow do. Yeah. Whether you did or didn't in the first place mm-hmm. or even gave a crap about it to begin with. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't, I don't. It's a misplaced burden of proof. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, a, exactly. it's an argument that, that from the get-go is invalid. Yeah. Um, because it's so ridiculous that it's not a, a, not it's not a part of the issue. Because really, it's probably he's just not doing what you think someone who loved their country would do. Not even that. It doesn't mean that they don't love their country and are doing what they think is best for it. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I can love my country and be a socialist and think it would be best run with a dictator. Yeah. And if you if you say you well you don't love your country well maybe I do I just think it'd be better as a dictatorship yeah that's that's my opinion well, also a country is not a government yeah and a government is not a country yeah they're two two totally different things yeah and I love this country the government the is simply, okay yeah the government is simply <laughs> the bureaucracy that handles the affairs of the government the people are all right or the the the, the country yeah you know yeah it's not the people it's not the controlling power it's mm-hmm. simply the bureaucracy that makes sure that the country runs a way that keeps okay. everybody from dying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's pretty much the gist yeah. of, of a government. Yeah. Or should Do be. I love the government? No. The same yeah. way I don't love McDonald's Corporation or Starbucks Corporation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or the front office of the St. Louis Cardinals. I fucking love the Cardinals. <laughs> this is the greatest sports team in the history of the world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But. Do I like their front office? Do I love their GM? Yeah. Do you no. love the guy that gives you nachos? No. You love the guy that gives, gives you me beer, nachos. Though. Well, that guy, he's special because he <laughs> he yells on the crowd. He's like, Budweiser! <laughs> you know, he, he he's, you know, he brings some character into it, and I love him for the character, not for the job he's doing. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. But also beer. And also, um, yeah, you know, intoxication. I don't even love that beer, though. I don't love a $9 beer. I don't I'm love sorry. a $9 beer either. No. I, can't, I can't bring myself to like a nine dollar yeah. beer, you know. It, and which it sucks because I refuse to drink. I refuse to drink uh, piss water beer, even if I'm at the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I'm not buying beer from the yellow shirts, the guys in the yeah. stands. I go to find a bar to get, at the very least, a Blue Moon or, or mm-hmm. some or Boulevard or whatever it is. If if and that's that's a ten dollar beer, Matt. Yeah. So you think you have it rough mm-hmm. drinking piss water, drinking Bud Select with all the rest of the the people down there? I I have to pay an extra dollar for flavor. And it's highway robbery, sir. It is. Um, I, I, and they ask me why I don't like sports. <laughs> I can't. En- I think I've made it very clear. I can't enjoy a beer that I'm paying more than five cents an ounce for. Although the nachos. So. I do love. I do, well, I do I love mean, some ballpark nachos. Nachos are pretty much good anywhere, though. No. Okay. First of all, from no. a fat man, a nacho is a trash food. Sorry. I, well, yeah. I don't like nachos that much. No, I'm saying the flavor-wise, it's trash food. You just throw a bunch of shit on there and call it a nacho. With cheese, chips and cheese, and just put a bunch, bunch of, bunch of garbage on top. No, Matt, you've never had. You've had stand nachos again. You've had. You've had walk out of your section. First place you see has nachos. Hold on. You don't think I have? There's I've, a place I've not had nachos. On. There's one place. It's just chips and cheese don't don't Matt, appeal that much to me. There's one place in the ballpark, and they're too messy. That has a nacho mm-hmm. that is served in a bowl. Mm-hmm. And you pick the meat. You can either have pulled pork or beef, ground mm-hmm. beef. And then you get to add your toppings for $10. And it's amazing. And it's so tasty. And I actually think it's one of the few things that you can buy that 
I could kind of see that where that's worth ten bucks. Mm-hmm. And the next day you will poop all day. <laughs> and there's that's we're gonna we're gonna go to the game this summer. Me for a blue moon and those nachos, and you for I don't know probably Cardinals fans that are oh, yeah. women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and whatever sports. Okay, so nachos you can take them or leave them. I I'm I I don't dislike a good. I'm nacho. just saying there's a higher caliber of nacho here. Okay, I, no, absolutely. There's a higher caliber of everything. You're dismissing. I'm not dismissing it. I I say that I I said that you know. I, but you still said take it or leave it. I can take it or leave it, just like I can take or leave coffee. This is going to be a long coaching. <sighs> I guess so. I guess so. Episode fifty-seven. I want to say. Give that some thought. Dot com. We'll just pull that right up. Anyway, we were talking about beer, and before that we were talking about... 59. Look at how far off you were. Wow. There's another coaching point. Episode 59, The Coaching. That's what this episode is anyway, called. Anyway, um, what was we talking about again? What was, uh, a Starbucks CEO saying that Juliana... It, to me, it's oh, two people yeah. whose voice don't matter about politics saying mm. that, that one made an original statement about politics, which... So be it. That's his business. Yeah. And then another one saying, "Well, his statement is stupid." And we and had, that's and oh, your state, your your you don't matter either. Yeah. Go run we, your company. We had keep ex- impoverishing poor countries and bringing coffee over here for rich white people. Please, thank you. Yeah. And as long as you keep doing that, we'll all be fine. Yeah. <laughs> we had established that, that like the love between the difference between country and government and the love of of that. I had I had used the Cardinals as an example. Keep killing kids for a rich white addiction. Thank you. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a false argument to say, oh, you don't love your country, or you don't, you know, that's like with the whole, every time we talk about education, we trot out, like, doing it for the children, okay? <laughs> Which is why education is in the garbage. Yeah. Because the children don't for matter. the past 40 oh. years, we've built arguments for education on guilt and on a, f- a false premise of if you're not, if you you don't believe in throwing more money at education, at the that you then that you are you're against the children, you're against education yeah, yeah, and yeah. against children, which isn't the answer. And we've drawn those lines between okay, well, this is how you can you can only be right if you appear to be right and and want to improve this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you're you, you're only correct if you believe in teacher unions and you believe yeah. in you know the same thing tenure. goes for uh, dare I say. Uh, you among the GOP out there may squirm a little, but the same thing goes for the troops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Like military absolutely. bills, and this goes for both sides of the aisle. Military bills totally come up, and if you're against it, you're you're somehow anti-patriotic. Sure. Against, and that doesn't for a number of reasons, but I which mean, is why our military is in, in in the crapper. Because for another thing, bills like politicians all the time craft bills to get one thing passed, and but the bill is about something totally different. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's environmental stuff and military bills. There's, I mean, it's, they, they just, it's all just money and power and just, mm-hmm. House of Cards season three will be back this Friday. That's true. We'll see you then. We'll talk about it next week. Thanks for listening. This has been Give That Some Thought, The Coaching. I've waved my arm on every single point of that sentence. You shut it down quick this I, week. This is. Oh, you're out of energy drink. Okay. Yeah, we do have to end the show. We, 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 we got to get going, man. We gotta get, we'll see you next week. I'll have this edited in about 30 seconds, and it'll be up online. Yeah, sure. Thanks see you for, next week. Thanks for listening, everybody out there on Audio Land. Thanks. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.